Yo, 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 yo. Happy <laughs> Thursday. Welcome to the Culture and Cannabis Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, full-time Tony, here with my guy, Jeffrey Charles Coates. What is good, my Just man. told you your government name, bro. I know that <laughs> you're, not, <laughs> you're not hyped about that. <laughs> Any debt creditors, they can find him here at the Culture and Cannabis <sighs> studio. Here it is. What's right going here. on, man? How are you doing? Happy Thursday. I mean, listen, we're here at a new address. Uh, new studio. Know, new studio off Charleston. You know, feels pretty good, man. Got the, the green screen popping. Yes, green, green screen popping. We're here on the live right now. We got the are live. You, are you, you're live I'm on ro- live here on Instagram. Nice. We're What's live good? on Facebook too. What's good? Um, but yeah, man. I have a full time Tony doing. Full time do- Tony's doing great, man. It's been mm-hmm. honestly a good week. To, nice. I have my hair is on fleek yeah. today. Yeah. I got a new gel, some suavecito. I don't know if you guys see suavecito out there, but the gel is phenomenal. I'm rocking my Keep America High shirt today. Um, I, I, I'm happy I'm wearing my Keep American High shirt, Keep America High shirt today, but I'm mad that I'm not wearing my Chronic oh. to Wear shirt yeah. today. Yeah, we got the Chronic to Wear, man. Yeah, and because because we have a special guest. We do. Who do we got? Yeah, Nick from Chronic to Wear. Founder is in the house today. I mean, I mean, he's a special cat. He's someone who's been uh, near yes. and dear to the culture and cannabis community. Nick, are you out there, sir? Can we? Are we? Are, we, are you out there in the abyss? What's going on, guys? There oh, he what, is. What? What's up, G? What's good? What's, What's good? going on? Ha- so happy to see you. So happy to have you on the podcast. Finally, it's been a long time coming. Um, man, dude, your story is phenomenal. JC's introduced me to you a couple years back. Um, and it's just been awesome to see you grow over the past years, but I want, you know, I want the people to kind of a little bit know about you and who you are and what you have going on. So just dive into your background. Well, well first and foremost, uh, thank you so much for having me on. It's, it's an honor. So thank you. Um, my background, um, I was born and raised in, uh, Eastern Washington, born and raised on sports my whole life overachiever and then basically i guess the main my main story is my lyme disease i fight um probably i don't know if they can tell but i got you know i'm in a i'm in a wheelchair with a headrest but uh like i said i was super athletic my whole life outdoors basketball hiking snowboarding you name it 18 years old i got super sick i got so sick i couldn't even get off my get off the couch for three months you know doctors told me i was uh you know, basically schizophrenic. I had a schizophrenic mom. It was psychosomatic. Um, basically, told me a leg length discrepancies. Um, like I got super bad vertigo. I had to walk like with my basically a shuffle, looking at the ground. And then I more or less just completely changed my life. And I started swimming. Didn't play basketball or anything. And this kind of just went on for like 13, 14 years. And it, it just got worse and worse. And um, you know, I knew something was wrong, but I couldn't figure it out. And I just kept googling. Uh, vertigo loss of coordination and joint pain and Lyme disease kept coming up all the doctors said no you're too healthy you're too active because i'm i I just push through things i'd literally wake up at you know six in the morning hit the ground running you know right to the pool before i got stiff you know the the, the pool kept me out of the wheelchair and i I will get back in the wheelchair one day but yeah so the doctor you know the doctor just just my work ethic and my dedication they didn't believe me i was sick you know, so basically I, I found the lab, I did the research and I went to a chiropractor and I told him what I thought. And um, he said, no, you're too healthy. And I just said, you know, sign the paper, please. And it came back positive. And then basically I went on about, you know, eight year journey of downhill doing antibiotics and just kept getting worse and worse to uh, the point where I became bedridden completely for two years. Um, and, you know, but now I'm doing a lot better. Um, you know, I was completely bedridden for two years. Now I am, uh, I'm in my, in my wheelchair four hours a day and there's lots of gifts 
of, of illness. Um, I, I received a lot of gifts from this illness. Um, I, I basically was addicted to exercise. I was addicted to achieving things, and I couldn't deal with my mom's schizophrenia. I basically, the Lyme disease forced me to no longer run from my problems. You know, I had to sit in my bed, do some deep self-cultivation, some emotional inventory, and I had to dig deep and work on myself. And, you know, I mean, I was a raging alcoholic from like 14 to 26. Um, so, I, I mean, Lyme disease is horrible, but, it, you know, it, it's taught me so much. And then one let of the me, main let things me, is- Nick, Nick, let me ask you about Lyme disease, right? So did did you actually finally get a, um, a doctor um, diagnosis that it was that you do have Lyme disease? Yes, yeah, I got the blood work confirmed and I have Lyme and, disease. And so you, you were kind of convinced, just so I can kind of, because a lot of people don't understand the landscape of what it's like to have Lyme disease. And I want to kind of make that clear for people. So you, you kind of thought that you, you had Lyme disease, if you could diagnose yourself, right, um, in the beginning of your, the stages when you were sick. But um, if I'm correct, you would keep going to the doctors and they wouldn't diagnose you with the Lyme disease. Is that correct? Yeah. Correct. They kept trying to blame it on my schizophrenic mom. They kept trying to say it was psychosomatic, which was but insane. Is, I was is, is, and isn't uh, Lyme disease like almost like not really recognized by the medical community as an actual uh, disease? Is that correct? For for I mean, maybe it is now, but like years ago, wasn't that the case? No, correct. That's it's still the same way. Um, everything that I get is pretty much any Lyme treatment I get or anything from my Lyme doctor is out of pocket. And I mean, it's so crazy. There was only one MD in all of Oregon and Washington, and they took his license away and he had to go to Texas. He just came back. So I, I see a naturopath. Uh, there's no MD who will actually even treat me in Oregon. And yeah, yeah. so it's not recognized. The amount of money put towards it is, is laughable. It, it's sad, but... Um, and you so, know, what, like and anything, so what is Lyme disease exactly? Like, what is the, what is the definition of Lyme disease? It's a bacterial infection from a, a tick. And then, but it comes with a lot of, uh, it, you're lucky if you get just Lyme disease. Like me, I got at least three or four diseases, Bartonella and Babesia are two major ones I fight with, but, but it, it's a bacterial infection from a, from a tick. Wow, that's, that's incredible. And I mean, can you imagine, no, right? Like, um, you know, you're, you're plugging along, you're 18, you're, you know, you're an athlete and, and then all of a sudden you get sick. But, but here's the thing, right? Like you go to the doctor, but the doctors don't even really kind of like, accept it so do, do you think that some of some of the extensive um like you know you know i guess suffering from the disease kind of came from not diagnosing it early in, in those stages or oh for sure it yeah. could have been it could have all been prevented you know mm -hmm. people like uh you know george bush our old president he got lyme disease but they they, they got on it and cured it right away mm -hmm. and it's funny you say that because so i mean i went from you know, really long time. And then when I finally got my diagnosis, it was, it was kind of like a dual thing. I was happy that I finally knew that I, what was wrong and it validated I wasn't crazy. But at the same time, I was pissed off. I'm like, what? How do I yeah. got to go through this for so long? And I got to come and, you know, it, it was kind of a mixed emotion. Yeah, that, it's a trip because like, you know, when I got to know you, um, you know, you, you kind of taught me about Lyme disease for the first time, you know, and, and as I got to know you and some of your other followers and kind of what you were doing, you had a t-shirt called Lyme Warriors, right? And you have, a, I think, community of people that have Lyme disease that follow you guys. And I, I, I was just astounded how I, you know, you do the research of Lyme disease and literally like they don't, they don't diagnose it, right? And, and people 
um, you know, the awareness of it was like shocking to me because I've heard about Lyme disease kind of like my whole life, right? I've been, you know, grown up in the Midwest around ticks and stuff like that. You hear about it, but um, it's incredible that you've had to struggle with that 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 really, uh, you know, serious disease and and at the same time not even have it, you know, recognized by the medical community. Um, but you still, it, 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 what, what makes your your story so beautiful is like you've been able to pull out um, and really highlight some incredible you know, positive things from your experience. I think you're about to jump into that. So like, what, what do you, what, what, do you, what kind of gifts do you think that you've, you've, you know, earned from the Lyme disease fight? Well, for me, like I said, you know, so, you know, really worked on my emotional and spiritual problem, really evolved that way. Um, and then it, it put me back to chasing my dreams. I originally created chronic wear in high school I made them in high school in my uh, media class and the teachers confiscated them. I originally did my first batch like um, in 2004, I did my first run like, and I sold a bunch and I actually got robbed because um, I was selling uh, cannabis like an idiot. But, but it allowed me, you know, like I said, mainly getting deathbed perspective and being able to apply it to life and then put me back towards my dreams. Like my father said, he said, you know, if you weren't sick and you weren't dealing with Lyme disease, what are the chances are that you're making cartoons and sending them directly to Snoop Dogg's manager? It wouldn't happen if I didn't have Lyme disease. So it allowed me to chase my dreams mm. and the amount of perspective and gratitude that it taught me about, man. I mean, out of this world, man. That, that, that's crazy. I mean, can you imagine de deathbed perspective, dog? That, I, I think that's a great name for a podcast. <laughs> Honestly, I, mean, I don't it, know it, if you have a podcast started yet, but yeah, that'd be a great name uh, for it. I mean, I mean, I'm not going to go into I'm not going to go into specifics, but I did not leave my bed for two years. I mean, minus half an hour. I mean, so I mean, we're talking some pretty hardcore stuff. I'm, I'm a Viking, so I'm, I'm proud of my how 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 low I can dig or how deep I can dig. I've, I've been some crazy stuff. <laughs> yeah, you're a hustler, bro. You're yeah. a hustler, and I, I and I think that's a good segue talking about your brand, bro, the chronic to wear brand, dude. I mean, let's talk. I mean, the first time I heard about it was almost two and a half years ago now, three years ago now. Mm -hmm. And I remember because the day that JC had told me about it, we were going to be on a podcast and um, he had said, yo, dude, like, and I, and I remember because I was complaining to JC about something. I was complaining to JC about something and he pulls me aside. He goes, let me tell you a fucking story. All right. There's a kid that lives in Oregon or w Washington. Oregon. Oregon, that's right. I knew I was, I was right the first time. Kid that lives in Oregon, he's bedridden, and you know what, bro? He got a he got a whole booth set up at the Culture of Cannabis event this weekend, and he hired people to do it. He got it all rocking and rolling, and you're over here crying about something. And I was like, okay, well, <laughs> you're right. And then I remember hopping on the podcast and talking about it because I remember it being like being getting checked, dude. And so it's just been like so it's super inspiring to me and you're someone that inspires me personally that like whenever I'm fe not feeling it, dude, I think about you and just like the the struggle that you've gone through but how you've not let it affect you at all and you've been, you know, th uh, striving and prospering with your business. So let's just dive into the chronic to, chronic to Wear brand. I know you said you started in high school, but like, you know, tell us a little bit more about it. So like I said, I originally, so in 2004, I got 200 shirts printed off and that was my first run. And I first drew the characters when I was 16. My mother got arrested and was put into a mental hospital. And so like, I didn't know it at the time, but drawing those characters was my way of dealing with the suffering and pain I was dealing with. I was taking pain and suffering and I was turning it into something positive. I didn't know it at the time, but looking back, that's what I was doing. And that's basically our whole purpose and our whole mission 
at Chronic to Wear is to give people a moment of joy and humor and a little bit of relief from their suffering. Because that's Chronic to Wear is engraved in suffering, but the positive bounce back energy from the suffering into something positive. And the shirts are super dope. I mean, JC's walking, rocking one right now that was custom made just for him. I am so sad that I did not wear my Chronic to Wear shirt yeah, today. Yeah. I had a meeting with uh, the good old Hash Knight and Hash Daddy, so I rocked the yeah. Keep Keep America High shirt. With yeah. that being said, you'll you'll get a, tomorrow for me. I, I'll, I swear it. You'll have a post for me rocking that T-shirt because it's literally waiting in my closet. I've been waiting to wear it. I, I must say, JC's looking much sexier than you are today. Sorry. <laughs> I mean, look how big his arms are getting, bro. I mean, he fits yeah. perfectly in that T-shirt. Dude, it's a shirt. Poking out. Poking out. I love it. It's, it's the shirt that makes me uh, that look good. Well, let's talk about it. So, like, all right. So, I think a big part of your brand is the influencer marketing, right? And, you know, you, we've seen your shirts um, on, on a lot of famous people, right? Um, let, let's talk about some of the people that you've had your shirts on. Um, so uh, the guy from Hot Tub Time Machine, Craig Robinson, one, that was probably the first person, one of my good buddies, he used to run a comedy club, got it up on him. Um, Watts Homie Kwan, he's really big now, um, out of LA, we've got our shirts on him. Um, right now, lately, we've been doing a lot of stuff with um, RMM, uh, Big Percy, Snoop Dogg's manager. He's been uh, wearing, we have a CEO bandana edition that we're doing with uh, Percy and his people. We got our clothes in the, the place, Las Vegas. So all my Las Vegas people, if you haven't been there, the place, Las Vegas, inside the Boulevard Mall, 3528 South Maryland Parkway. They're really good people. They got all of our gear in there. And I would say that's probably the major thing. And right now um, I'm talking with, we got a couple of dispensaries. Right now I'm kind of kind of switching to going after some dispensaries because as we all know, they've been one business who's actually done better during uh, this whole COVID thing. So, uh, I actually got um, a couple of dispensaries really interested here in Oregon, going to send some samples out. And yeah, I think I'm going to you know, go from Oregon, Washington, and then probably California and just start hitting up dispensary. So, nice, nice. And then we also, oh, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off there. I was just going to say, because I remember, um, I think it was like last year you, you called me. We had a, you know, we do regular phone calls, uh, Nick and I, about, you know, every other month or something. Uh, Nick, Nick will text me and we'll get a phone call. But this this day we're talking about your influencer marketing program. And, um, you know, you're kind of frustrated about it, I think, at that time. And, you know, you're just kind of starting it. And, um, you know, we, we talked about you know, some different ways how, how it could benefit your business. Like, let's fast forward, right, from that conversation to today. How do you think influencer marketing has, like, you know, benefited your business as you went through the phases of, like, is this working to, to now it's definitely working? Well, yeah. I mean, I think, as you know, in the cannabis industry, it's, it's kind of hard to advertise on Facebook. And so I think it's pretty much a quintessential piece. You know, I mean, we're out of I'm out of Oregon and Joe Jackson, uh, my co-owner and partner is out of Omaha. Like he said, I think one of our biggest influencers has got to be Watts, Tommy Kwan and Big Percy. So we have a huge L.A. following, you know, and that's all due to influencers. And I think, you know, they're, they're very powerful and definitely can, you know, propel you forward if you get the right people, you know. Full-time Tony's been called an influencer. Um, uh, just I mean, a couple like, times. Like, just I mean, a couple I mean, times. Can, can we just, you know, power player of the year, <laughs> Mary Jane? Uh, I mean, you know, 
you know, the influence, man, you know, it can sell you products. A hundred percent. I think, I think having, you know, working with influencers is definitely important because people that gain a following who are well-respected in their space, whether it be hip hop, food, cannabis, sports, yada, yada. Um, when they take behind a brand or when they, they say, yo, I fuck with this brand or I stand with this brand, it means a lot, right? So I know he's working with Percy. I actually got some of the vodka too. Oh, yeah. oh and yeah. I got And I cracked it open when the bills lost and got really drunk mm, <laughs> off that vodka. True legacy. <laughs> that's Wait, the, the legacy true, yeah, vodka. That, that, the true legacy true vodka, legacy. man. That shit is smooth, yeah. super smooth. It's, it turned me on. That's the only thing. You got to tell me where I can buy it here in Vegas as well, man, so I can only be drinking that true legacy. You, you can go go st- go stop in and see my people at the place. Go uh, go talk to uh, Bonafide or go holler at Bear. They'll take care of you. Okay, dope, nice. dope. Yeah, no, I love that lock. I've been sipping on it. Uh, maybe I'll break it off this weekend. Maybe we'll do some content with it. Yeah, I mean, JC's yeah, JC's off the JC's off the booze, but I'm, I'll, the booze. I'm not off the booze you know, by I mean, any means. You, you can't just look the sexy. You no, know, you, if you hey, if, work, if you anyone know? wants to buy a drink for him, they can buy it for me. No problem. <laughs> Let's talk about like the, like how do you get the influencers on board, right? Like I'm sure some of these cats, like like Percy, Big Percy, for example, I'm sure a lot of people send him messages and you know want people to wear, you know, want him to wear their brands and stuff. How do you get that accomplished, right? Well, as you know, and that's kind of funny you bring that up. It's all about getting yourself out and about and hustling any way you can. That all started from our booth at Culture and Cannabis, and like you said, I was fighting for my life at the time, but I was willing to, to roll the dice and take a risk and get myself out there. And there was actually a gentleman who was going around the booth that night and he came and said that he liked our gear the most and that we should go check out the place. And so that's basically how we got into the place. And that was when Percy and Red Grant were business partners. They're not, it's, it's all Percy now. And then, so we were in there for you know, about, I don't know, half a year, which when it was <clears throat> both of them, and then they had their you know, parting of ways, and then that's when we linked up with Percy. Nice, nice. That's crazy. That's man. crazy, dude. Just how one thing can happen, man. And dude, that it just, it just, it like talks to the fact that yo, you gotta put yourself out there sometimes, and like. I mean, you're a testament to it, bro. Like, you couldn't even, you had to rely on somebody else coming out here for you to do this event. And it's just so, um, for me, I'm, JC knows I'm kind of a control freak. So there's like, there's no way I could have taken that risk. And so it's just like inspiring that you, you know, that you're willing to do that. And it's a a lesson to anybody else out there, man, that sometimes you got to just send it. You got to just go for it because you never know what's going to happen. Just gotta create that. You miss hundred percent of the shots you never take. You miss hundred percent of the shots you never take. Was that that's Wayne Gretzky, correct? That's Michael Jordan. Oh, uh, I think. Yeah, that's Michael Jordan. <laughs> what, what, what of them? What of the ghosts? <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> Tom Brady could have said that at this point. <laughs> Jeez. All right. Well, so let, let's talk. Lot, go ahead. Go ahead. A lot of people don't know Michael Jordan missed the most game-winning shots in NBA history too. You yeah. got You got to be able to invest in failure. And I'm gonna go ahead and drop up. The Art of Learning is a, is a great book for everyone out there. Um, so that, yeah, just a quick, sorry about that. I haven't dropped no, it. no, no, I definitely want to dive in. It's a good segue because uh, you're talking about books and, uh, you know, you, you've sent me a few uh, book re- recommendations and, and I've read them. And I think, what is it, Art of Art of Battle or Art of War? Uh, Art of Learning, Josh Art of, Art of Learning, yes, yes. So I, I got through that book. That was an incredible book by this dude that was like a, a grand wizard chess ch- champion. Then he was like a black belt uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu and I, I think wow. Tai Chi and all that stuff. And he just talked about yeah. like the process of becoming like master of something like that. So I mean, that book was incredible. Like what else, what else are you reading right now? Um, right now, let's see. I, 
what do we got on the plate right now? Right now, we're just listening to some some fantasy books, the Ryeri Ryera Chronicles. It's a fantasy book. Um, right now, I'm just gonna yeah listen to a fantasy book right now. Nice. So you you have two characters with the with the Chronic to Wear brand. I think that's correct, right? The uh, the blunted and the toe up, right? No, we got we got four. So we got we got blunted toe up. Um, meditation, the ball guy with the the bong, and then also we got dabbed out, and then but then I've also been making the, you know a bunch of new designs um, with the stuff with Percy. We've actually, which is awesome because I haven't I didn't draw for four years because I was too sick, and so the last six months or so I've been able to draw again. And like I said, I mean I was completely bedridden. I'm out you know out of my out of my bed for four hours a day drawing, and you know I'm happy about that. That's beautiful. Where, where did so? Where do, does most of the uh, inspiration come from? You talked about, you know, some some of it being kind of rooted in in some of the stuff with your mom and stuff. Was there any other inspirations that you had for the characters? Um, I mean, I think I don't think there would be art without suffering. I think that's what a lot of stuff comes down to me in my life is. Um, I just want to make, I, first of all, I want to make myself feel better and smile. And I want to make other people feel better and smile. I don't want people to suffer, including myself. And I, and I don't think there would be great art without suffering because it's, you know, it's kind of like without the, without the dark, there is no light type of deal. Facts. I love that. The duality, man. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I mean, that just kind of like sums up the purpose, right? You know what I mean? It's like, you know, sometimes when they say don't get don't get caught up on people or products, you know, get get, get married to your purpose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's a beautiful and a beautiful em, purpose. Embrace the suck, as my good friend Jason <laughs> well, says. Well, and it's funny you say purpose because eventually I'm trying to get on a, a podcast about Lyme disease in New York, and that's the main thing I want to tell people with Lyme disease is you need to hold on to a purpose outside of Lyme disease. It doesn't have to be a business. It doesn't have to be something major. It can be macaroni sculpture. You want to be a tic-tac-toe expert. I don't care what it is, but you got to have a purpose outside of Lyme disease. And I would, I would advise it not to be Lyme, Lyme advocacy until you're healthy. Because I, I used to go pretty hard on my Lyme warriors. I kind of backed off on that. Because it, it's a positive thing. It's about overcoming Lyme disease. But you're still in that Lyme space. And you need to get yourself out of there. That's great advice. And and so with like what as you know going forward, like what are your steps? Like what do you think is like going to help you become better over time? Well, right now I I, I wish I could tell you, but Joe would kill me. We are we're working on. Um, are, you, are you talking about Lyme disease or business? Yeah, uh, your Lyme Lyme disease and then and then the business. Well, so for Lyme disease right now, it's all about so antibiotics are the key. I have a naturopath. Um, but she believes in antibiotics, which is good. I want doctors that believe in Eastern and Western. But so right now we, so I have, like I said, I have three diseases, but right now we're, you know, I'm up to two antibiotics, almost halfway dose. So basically we're slowly ramping up the antibiotics and basically the antibiotics are killing the, the colony of bacteria. And then at a certain point we were, you know, the bacterial load keeps getting less and less and decreases and my body's able to get stronger and stronger and take itself back. That's nice. awesome. And then you're, you're using cannabis as well? Correct. Yeah, I don't take any pain pills at all. I basically, so right now, like, I'm vaping on a, a PAX-3. I, I, during the day, I like to smoke one-to-one -one flour, and then I take a bunch of CBD during the day. I actually was getting it from a Harmonious uh, oh. CBD. Great. Shouts I, out. Love your guy. He's a great person, but I actually, I found a cheaper source in Oregon. I, I literally, I take it was like 200, 250 milligrams a day of CBD. No, I feel um, it, brother. And, 
and but I don't take any pain pills. So yeah, so like during the day I don't get high high per se. I, I basically do one to one, and then at nighttime I take a bunch of uh, RSO, CBD, THC, and then I blast off with two dabs and kind of listen to a couple hip hop songs and go back to the '90s type of deal. Love it, nice. love it. Nice. And so with the business side, what's what's going on? I don't want I don't want you to get in trouble either. I don't want no one to hurt you because I have to hurt them. But um, tell us yeah. what you have going on. Well, Joe, Joe's trying to Joe's trying to teach me to be a good business person. I can be a good business person, but I tell him this all the time. I literally am running my business to have a good feeling for that day. Is how I'm making a lot of my decisions. But I run them by Joe, and most of the time I don't do it. But I like for me, that's all it's about: it's feeling good, making other people feel good. And that's not how you run a business. But um, we have a side project. We're going to be expanding. We're going to have a new next year. We're going to have a new department. It's not going to be apparel. I can't really talk too much, but we're super excited. It's going to be huge. We are expanding beyond apparel for sure. Dope, man. I'm really excited and, to check that out. I can't wait for that to happen. Nice. Well, and then there's a, actually, this is a good quote I heard from uh, Big Percy. He was saying, if you got your hands in 10 things and one of those hits, you're doing good. If you got your hands in 10 things and all 10 of them hit, you're doing great. So we're trying to diversify a little bit and come at the game from some from different angles. Take a little uh, look from Percy's page. 100%. I completely agree with that. Pardon me. A page from Percy's book. Pardon me. Yeah, yeah facts. No, dude. Brick by brick. You know? Brick, but yeah, it's the only way to do it, man. And, you know, you got to have a lot of pots on the stove, and that's the way to make it happen. I mean, we got we got a few pots. We got we got a couple pots, man. I think we got more pots than we know what to do with sometimes. 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 Listen, you, Nick, you, guys, Nick, you guys are hustlers, man. Thank I, you. I love watching your content, man. It, I, I love watching your content. It always makes me, gives, gives me a good feeling for the, the day. I think you guys. You know, align on that same principle of make someone feel better is a is a goal and a mission. Thank Facts. you, man. Thank no, you, man. We, we really appreciate you, brother. We, you know, um, I can't wait for you to come to Vegas one day and us to turn up, man, and put a couple in the air. And hopefully, that time we'll th be throwing a culture and cannabis event. You'll have a booth there. Oh, for sure. And like I'm at Vegas, I'm, I'm definitely there. We're hoping. Um, I don't know, maybe probably about two years. We're hoping like, that, that's what I want to get to. That's the hardest part for me is I live like a hospital-like setting and I'm a very social person. I like to get out and about. That's been the hardest part is, I, you know, if I can, because I, I basically have severe spasticity and convulsions in my legs. And so I have feeling in them. Like sometimes if I didn't have feeling in them, I could just go throw them around. I could go to the bar and I could get out, out and about. Because I, I wasn't raised, or I'm not meant to survive. I'm meant to thrive, and that, that's some, sometimes is one of the hardest parts. And it, it'll be it'll be a glorious day. It'll be there. It's not going to be in the near future, but it will happen, and it'll be amazing. We're throwing, dude. Honestly, we're just going to throw a party for you. That's what's going to happen. We're just going to throw the biggest party we can yeah. for you when you're ready, ready to rock and roll. You just let us know when you're ready. All right, I'm down. All right, man. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast, brother. It was it was an ultimate pleasure. We're where, definitely gonna have you back on. Yeah, where can where can they find you, Nick? Yeah, where, where, yeah. Uh, plug yourself. So yeah, um, so we got chroniccwear.com, chronic like Dr. Dre, the number two, w-e-a-r.com. We're also chronic to wear on Instagram. We have chronic to wear on Facebook. We're way more active on Instagram. But yeah, please give us a follow on Instagram. Check out chroniccwear.com and. Uh, I just want to thank you guys so much, uh, you know, for being on the podcast. And I just, uh, I just want to let you know I tru truly value you guys' friendship. Same thank to you, you brother. Thank you, Nick. Right back to you. Love you, brother. Thanks for All coming right. on the show, man. Thank you. Man, that's true. Yeah.
That's why I love this this industry, man. That's Dude, why I love this community. It's the, just uh, talk about a goat. You know what I'm saying? Talk about a guy that's just willing to do more than you. You know what I'm saying? I'm like the, every you know, I do these motivational Monday posts, but it's just like that guy. That that guy's it. Yeah. You need inspiration? Go look at Karan Tawir, man. Right. I mean, it's it's the real the real deal. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It's just and I forget it's, about that story. Like he's literally fighting for his life at home. Yeah. Right. He's got a T-shirt brand. Right. That's that's. It's like being driven by your purpose, 100%. right? A hundred percent. He gets a business partner to fly out to Vegas. Yeah. He, he insists on paying me full price for the venue yeah. booth, right? Doesn't want any discounts. Which is just like, uh, you know. Gets it paid, comes out here, right? Gets a, 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 a relationship with the place. Now he's doing business with yeah. Big Percy. Yeah. I mean, come on. Yeah, quit your fucking crying. Come on. Like, quit your fucking <laughs> crying. I don't want to hear a goddamn excuse because every excuse was just beaten down by, by Chronic to Wear by Nick, man. Yeah. So it's just like, shit. Shit, dog. Yeah. It's just like, I can't wait. The, the day that we're able to have him at a party, bro, it's going to yeah. be. That's when you're going to drink next, is yes. when, we, yeah. when, when might, we see Nick again, bro. Might, might bust up we're true legacy. big TU, <laughs> big turn up, true legacy vodka. It's going down, uh, culture and cannabis weed all day. Shit, man. That's, that's Sorry, good, I didn't man. mean to slam my thing. Yeah. We, what, what, what we have going on, bro? I mean, we, we, have, we had some stuff going on. I just got back from Reno. Yes. It was a great time. Everyone that's here on watching on the live, bro, Reno was freaking lit. Um, and uh, yeah, man, it's been awesome. I love, yep. I love going up there. It's just too much fun. Um, we have, we we got to get some culture and suits going. We we've been um, not not stagging. We just we just we haven't had the time really, and so we got to get rocking and rolling again. Yeah. So we have some new episodes that we're gonna be working on here pretty soon, which I'm really excited about. Um, I mean, we're scaling a national uh, cannabis business, hundred percent, right? And it, and it's crazy, right? So like you know, every day the day to day is, uh, you know. Uh, what it's like to be an MSO, you know, to run a run a multi-state cannabis business, right? So yeah. it, it's crazy, right? We're we're trying to network with as many cannabis brands out there that, that's moving and shaking. That are good people that want to do good business. Like uh, you know, we're tracking them down. We're, we're setting up meetings, um, and, and and you know, it looks like we have some incredible brands that we're bringing from possibly. We're not going to say anything. Possibly. Yet. We've got some brands that we're talking to that we might be bringing It could to. be a big announcement. It could no, be it, a it, massive. It could be, but you're, but you're, not, you're not ready yet. Yeah. We're, it, no one's ready yet. Okay, no okay. one's ready yet. Oh, I, mean, I, I, don't do it, I don't do it until the fat lady sings. You feel me? Like As soon as that checks in the bank, that's when I'll be hyped up about yeah. it. But you can, see, you can see some more bricks and layers the, added to our business. And as we scale, it's, you know, we'll just uh, you know, try to becoming you know, a, a bigger, more impactful uh, organization one of the best powerful media groups cannabis companies in the world you right. know we so want to be we want to just take over we want to and we want to collaborate with everybody yeah. we don't want to just take over we want to work with everybody yeah that's the difference right I mean, that's, that's the, the difference between culture and cannabis and everybody else is that we don't we don't look at anybody as competition we look at everyone as collaborators and that's i think what's the difference about us than anybody else yeah and that's the reason why we're gonna win and that's the reason why we want to win with other great people and other great companies. I mean, it's no fun winning by yourself. And why would I want to just win with this fucking guy? <laughs> I got to have some like some diversity, a little bit of variety. Mm -hmm. I got to just, you know, I can't just have the bald buff guy yeah. around with me at all times, you know? It's no fun. It's no actually, fun. It's actually a little bit of fun. But, but, um, but man, uh, I think that's it, that's really. It. That's it. I mean, what, I mean, what do we, oh, Oklahoma. We're going back to fucking we are, Oklahoma. We are going back to Oklahoma. March 11th through 21st. Well, March 11th through 19th, actually. Yeah. Um, you're going to see us in Oklahoma. We'll be out and about. We have Chuck with us until the 16th. So if you're trying to connect, you're trying to make some, some content, 
come hit me up, slide in my DMs, slide in the Culture and Cannabis DMs, slide in JC's DMs, Leilani's DMs, even Chuck's DMs. Chuck, although he hasn't posted in like 20 years, he's on Instagram. He tries to pretend that he's not. He's definitely on Instagram. He's, he is on Instagram. I know. He likes my photos. Once in a while, he'll, he'll, he'll throw a comment if he's really feeling himself. But, but yeah, man. And that's it. That's the Culture and Cannabis podcast. I mean, I'm just really hyped. We have anyone cool next week? I would have to check the schedule. Okay, well, we're going to have someone dope next week as well. Just as great as Nick. And my, maybe not as great as Nick. I don't know who's next week. I'm really sorry, but Nick is definitely going to take the cake on this one. Full Moon Consulting. Full Moon Consulting we have next week. So yeah. come back, same time, same place, Culture and Cannabis on Facebook. You can catch it the next day on YouTube or wherever podcast or stream. And maybe you'll catch me on my live as well. And that's it. We'll talk to you guys next week. Peace. Peace.